0: Hear me, <laughs> Come in, citizens, this is Sam, Sam, your youth pastor, <laughs> over. Test, 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 testing, testing. Citizens, how are you this evening? Are you guys doing good? Tired? Dude, I think we actually should create like a citizens party where it's just a nap, yes. you know? Dude... Let me, let me tell you something about naps right now. I, I know a little something about naps right now. I have a five-month-old baby, and um, I can't talk about it. Dude, like, I'm giving him a gift every time we try to put him down in sleep. And I'm like, you will thank me. Just sleep. And he doesn't sleep And I'm like, how is it that it's not until you're like 17 years old that you finally realize, I wish I would have taken every nap I've ever been offered in my life? You guys wish you can go back and take advantage of every nap you've ever been offered? Dude, I I was the kid, I was the kid that, um, I remember, man, I was six years old. Maybe I was like five years old, but I remember I would be in my room, my mom would put me down for a nap, and she would leave, and I would turn on the TV and when I heard her coming, I would turn off the TV and pretend to be sleeping and go, oh, good morning. She's like, don't play with me, Sammy. I know you are up. My mom was Puerto Rican. You couldn't pull a quick one on her, you know? Man, you guys going to G6 next week? Yeah, who's coming to, who's coming to G6? All right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, 6 o'clock to 8.30. 6 to 8.30. Bring your friends. If you're, it's next Thursday. If you're a citizen... Or if you know a citizen, right, which you wouldn't be hearing me right now because you're not here. Yeah, so I'll be at G6. I remember I I did a backflip once. That's it. End of story, never again. It's not happening. I almost fell out of the trampoline. Like, apparently you can jump up and you're supposed to jump up in the same column and while you're in this space of air, you tuck and spin. I said, no, 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 that's too, that's too easy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to swing my legs backwards. So I jumped and I immediately went like this and started swinging my legs. And so I did a big, like, I ended up on this side of the trampoline. I landed on the springs and everybody outside was looking at me like, we thought you were going to die. And so I did a backflip once. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Anybody backflip? Anybody double backflip? You're lying. For real? You could double backflip? Triple backflip? Stop it! Next week. Anybody want to see Josh Gulliver do a triple backflip next week? All right, be there, man. Hey, don't (laughs) sing it, just bring it, right? Don't (laughs) sing it, just bring it. Hey, so as we get ready for Christmas, um, why don't you guys go ahead and open up your Bibles. Um, I'm glad you're here. Can I just say that? Thank you for being here, citizens. We're going to have a good night. As I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm singing. I'm looking at you guys singing, and um Man, I'm excited to dive into the Bible. I'm excited to open it up because I want to know God more. Anybody there? Anybody here? You just want to know God more? Man, there's so much going on. We're going to G6. We're having a good time. We have a Christmas party coming up in a few weeks. It's going to be a blast. But, But as we're singing there that last song, as the band is leading us, oh, God. And it was like, I just started to, like, make those words my own, right? I wasn't just reading them off the screen. I was like, God, you've never left me. And man, I, I want to know God more. Is that you? And so what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to open up in our Bibles today. And in honor of the Christmas season, the title of my message today is The Gift. The Gift. Have you guys ever gotten a gift that you didn't understand? No, no, no. I mean, think about it. Have you ever opened up a gift on Christmas Day and you looked at it and you go, what am I supposed to do with this? Have you ever been there? Dude, how many of you guys have good grandma gifts? You guys have good grandma gifts? Listen, it's my understanding. I don't, I don't have a super cool grandma. No, I, I shouldn't say that. But let me, let me explain, right? It's my understanding that most of you, young men and young women, when you get a gift from a grandparent, it's usually a good thing. Is that right? Do I understand? Usually when you see grandma and grandpa written on the two card, you go, Yes! All right, grandma, grandpa, is that you? Okay, okay, not me, not me. My grandma, growing up, was notorious for giving bad gifts. I mean, dude, oh man, my grandma, she would send a gift, and my dad would be like, hey kids, Sammy, Jackie, Barbara, your grandma sent you a gift. I'm like, it's February, where was she, right? But he's like, she sent you a gift, trying to get us excited. You know when somebody talks excited to try to get you excited, but they're not really excited? guys, look, grandma got you a gift. I'm like, by seven years old, man, we knew grandma means bad gifts. And so I'll never forget, dude, there was one Christmas. (laughs) We got the gift, man. She must have had like like a coupon to like QFC or something. But dude, I open up the gift. No lie. My grandmother got me FM radio headphones. Yo, yo, listen, listen. Headphones, do we have a picture? Dude, like headphones today are cool, right? Like, all of you guys are like, dude, you stole my headphones. No, I don't need my own headphones. Like, headphones is a big deal for you guys. Like, growing up, not so. Like, she got me these headphones that were this big, dude. This big. I'm not talking about like cool, like, yo, look at my earbuds, iPad, iPod. No. They were these big old honking things. They had buttons all over the earpad, and they had an antenna that went up to here, right? And so you, you, you I'm like oh, look, it's, no, dad, this is stupid, and he's like, don't talk to your grandma, I'm like, man, wh-? like, I could not imagine wearing these, like, I tried, guys, with all joy, I tried to picture myself, like, would I be walking through the mall, like, Houston, we have a satellite cone, I'm like, I'm picking up, it's like, things from Mars, you know what I'm saying, she got me FM radio headphones, and I just didn't Didn't get the gift, man. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. This gift, it it really didn't make sense, so there wasn't much to get. But what if you got a gift that did make sense, but you just didn't understand it, right? Like, Like, what would happen? If you got a gift and you didn't understand it, like, what would happen? I think back again to my childhood. I'm like scarred here. I'm like, this is like therapy. I need to like lay down. I'm like, when I was eight years old, my grandma. No, but, but seriously, I'm scarred. I remember one, one year I was nine years old. Nine. My last year in single digits. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I am on the cusp of manhood. So let me live out my childhood. And I'm nine years old. And, and I should have known. I, I should have I known. Because I went up to the tree, right? My mom... She passes me a gift, and it's literally this size. So a a box this big should be kind of heavy, right? Right? That should have been my first warning. It wasn't. So she hands me the box, and it's big. And I'm like, nice, it's big. And then I give it to her. I'm like, okay, all right. Maybe it shrinks. You need to add water or something, right? And I open up the gift. Guess what I got when I was nine years old for Christmas? I got clothes! Dude, My mom got me clothes. And again, looking back now, that's a super valuable gift, right? How many of you guys want clothes this Christmas? Dude, I love clothes. You're like, Sam, you are behind. I know it, dude. I was nine, all right? It was a valuable gift, but at the time, I didn't get the gift. I wanted presents. I didn't get the gift. I remember another year. Here comes bad grandma again, right? And so grandma, she sent, usually she'll send like a box, right? And it has like all of her like, old woman stamps on it, and it's like, I'm like, 1940, grandma, what, get out more, and so usually it's in a box, but dude, this year, she sent me, she sent us a gift, and it was Sammy, Jackie, and Barbara, that's me and my two sisters, and all of our gifts fit in a, in a, in a, uh, uh, a manila envelope, Warning, <laughs> three person's gifts should not fit in a manila envelope, you know what I'm saying? And so I, so I get that, th- I'm like, this can't be good, right? It's like with a stamp on it, two Sammy, Jackie, Barbara, and some manila envelope. I'm like, this can't be good. Grandma, come on, right? Man, I open it up. Guess what she gave three, uh, I was 10, my sister was nine, my other sister was eight. Guess what she got us three kids? A check. How many of you guys, when you're 10 years old, do you want A check right? No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. You don't want a check. Listen, that is a valuable gift. You look back now, and you go, that's a valuable gift, but when you don't get it, I don't want a check. I want presents, especially when the check is $10, but that's a different story, all right, grandma? That's a different story, but what happens is, guys, there's a gift, and when you don't get the gift, when you don't understand it, all of its importance and its meaning is lost on you. It goes over your head, you don't get the gift, right? I think, I think of those YouTube videos where this mom buys her son this $100 castle, <laughs> and it's the G.I. Joe's, <laughs> and the action figures, <laughs> and she's just like has the camera there waiting how excited her son's gonna be, and he opens up the gift, and in 10 minutes, he's playing with the box and the wrapping paper and the castle's on the other side of the living room, right? How many of you were that kid? right? That's a super valuable gift, but he didn't get the gift. He wanted to play with wrapping paper and a box. Look at me. I'm an astronaut. And he's in his box. That was me. I was 16, right? Different story. If you don't get the gift, the meaning and the importance of the gift is lost on you if you don't get the gift. That's exactly what Christmas is like, isn't it? Christmas is a gift. And that's what I want to talk to you guys. I say Christmas is a gift, but what happens is when people don't get the gift, the meaning, the importance, the, the significance of life change that can happen is lost on us if we don't get the gift. And so today, we're going to go back, 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 gone, back in time, and we're going to take a look at the very first Christmas, very first Christmas, okay? Okay. And what I'm hoping to accomplish, as we look at that text, hey, buddy, as we look at this text, Merry Christmas, man, Merry Christmas, as we look at the very first Christmas, I want us to see if maybe, just maybe, we can get the gift. We can get the gift. You guys want to look with me? Very first Christmas, everybody say Merry Christmas. Now let's open up our Bible, starting Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, in verse 26, let's read it. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, did he just say angel? He said angel. Something special is going on here. This is not your typical story. Let's pay attention, all right? In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, betrothed, which which simply means engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was? Mary. All right, let's pause right there, all right? So, so here you got this scene, right? Guys, listen, listen, listen. Linda, Linda, listen, listen, listen. Listen, you guys think you know the Christmas story, right? But I want you, let's look back at this, all right? Let's imagine this. Let's go there, okay? Here's, here's the scene. Angel, right? If we had like a little kid's Christmas play, there'd be like kids with crooked wings and they're flying in and then there'd be explosions. <laughs> that was always my version. But, but here comes this angel sent from God to Mary. The text tells us all of their names, right? Gabriel is the angel, right? God's strength. Mary's here. And then it gives us this, this side comment. It goes, oh, by the way, Mary, she was engaged to that dude named Joseph. Oh, and by the way, Joseph, he's from the house of David okay? So here's what you guys do. You're like, I know the Christmas story. Yawn, just give me the eggnog already. But listen, this is not simply background information that he's giving here. The very first lines of the Christmas story, it's not some extra background detail like like credits in a movie. He's telling us this very important information because he's trying to get his readers excited. And you know why he was trying to get his readers excited? Because Israel was waiting for Christmas for a very long time. Israel was waiting for Christmas for a very long time. Sam, what are you talking about? Christmas? Waiting? No, no. How many of you guys can't wait for Christmas? Like, no, 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 no. Hands down, hands down, hands down. No, no, no. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas. It's going to be so exciting. No, no. How many of you guys cannot wait for Christmas? Like, legitimately. I want to know. Like, dude, there's people, I wanna know what kind of person you are, eyes up here. Are you the kind of person that you count down the days to Christmas, or are you the kind of the person that counts down the hours to Christmas? Right, like, dude, there's people out there, man. There's like people that on their phone, they get like a a beep every 10 minutes. You are 10 minutes closer to Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? How many of you guys are like that? Like, Like, you love, you love, you love Christmas. Dude, I know you guys think I'm kinda crazy, and it's because I am, but listen, I can't wait for Christmas, I literally, literally, bro, I literally love Christmas, right, literally, I love Christmas, I, like, I'm the kind of kid from ages 4 to 18 that I can't sleep on Christmas Eve, like, I finally overcame it at 19, because um, I can't talk about it, but anyway, I just, like, I, I die with anticipation, right, like, I'm the kid, and this is what I told my roommate in college, right, Because my roommate was one of those weirdos who played Christmas music like before Thanksgiving, you know, like duh, you don't do that. And so this is what I told my roommate. I said, Listen, Jared, Jared, you cannot play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. It's against the rules in the room. He goes, Why? We listen to it like after Halloween. I'm like, That's nice. (laughs) Jared, no, you're not allowed. And he's like, Yeah, Sam, you're crazy. I'm like, Jared, listen, no, you're not playing Christmas. And he goes, Why? Like, he realized I'm getting serious. I go, No, listen. It's not good for me. (laughs) And he goes, and now he's like serious, now I have his attention, right? He's like, what do you mean it's not good for you? I said, Jared, listen, man, like I love Christmas music so much. The anticipation, the excitement for Christmas is so strong that as soon as I hear that Christmas music, it creates a longing in for me, in in me so hard that like I will literally explode. And so as a self-defense mechanism, I can't listen to Christmas music. Does that make sense? That's what I told my roommate, and so now we have an understanding. And and so every once in a while, he would like threaten my life by putting on Christmas music just to see what would happen. But like, I I seriously, the excitement for Christmas in me is so strong. So like, if you guys ever want to threaten my life, just play Christmas music in like March and just like, and then like lock me in a room or something. Like see what would happen. But that's what it is. The excitement for Christmas, I would literally drop dead. Right. That's the anticipation. But you see, the Jewish people at this time, the Jewish people in this first century, they were also waiting for Christmas. They were waiting for Christmas, not for 25 days, not for 12 months until the next one. They were waiting for Christmas for hundreds of years. Kill me now. Thank you very much. Right? Like, like, I can't wait 22, how many days is it? How many? I know it in hours. How many days is it? 23 days, right? Like, dude, they waited hundreds of years for Christmas, meaning they waited hundreds of years for the birth of a Savior. Look what it says. Look, look back to the passage here. It says, hey, that Joseph guy, by the way, he's of the house of David. Everybody say, David. Why does he tell us this information here, guys? Why does he tell us this information? Because when the Jewish people would hear David, how many people's name David in here? Good, because you would cause a Jewish person to die with how excited they would get, right? When they hear the name David, they are instantly thinking, oh, the best king ever. Man, like David, do you guys know who King David is? Listen, when David was in charge of Israel, right, about 1,000 BC, so 1,000 years before, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 1,000 years <laughs> 1,000 years before Jesus, when King David ruled, dude, there was peace. There was prosperity. Dude, everybody had a job, okay? There was prosperity. There was wealth. There was safety. You don't have to sit in your house wondering if there's going to be a terrorist attack from Mesopotamia. No, no. Under King David, it was the closest thing you could come to heaven on earth. You guys understand King David? But you know what the problem with King David is? He's eventually going to (laughs) die. Right? Think about it. Like, he's an awesome king, but eventually he would die. But that is why God, look what God promised him. Check this out. In 2 Samuel, so 1,000 years, David is about to die. Look what God says to David. Track with me. I swear, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere, Jake. All right? Track with this. When your days are fulfilled. So God is talking to David Here's such a nice way. God is so nice. Like, here's a nice way to say you're gonna die, right? When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body. I mean, he'll be a descendant of you and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a... What is it? Father. And he shall be to me a? And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. So think about this. David, he eventually died, but God promised David that there would be a king from the line of David who would rule God promises that to David that there would be a man that comes from David and three things. He would be God's son on David's throne and he would rule forever, all right? You gotta catch, that's the promise here. That's what they're thinking when they hear David. That's what they're thinking. So me, I hear Christmas music, right? You're like, flip, Christmas music and all of a sudden it just, I'm like, oh. Like, I just can't, like, ready, click. Oh, I can't just, just be here already, right? When I hear Christmas music, it creates this longing in me. When a Jewish person, when the author, when Luke says, from the house of David, it's like he flipped on the Christmas music. It just, it perked up their ears, and it immediately did the same thing. It creates this longing, oh, just, just be here already. The king that will come from David. Christmas music. The Jews, they've been waiting a long, long time for Christmas, 23 days. So let's see what the angel says. This angel shows up. Here's the angel. Here's Mary crocheting or something. She's engaged to Joseph. And oh, by the way, he's from the house of David. You guys know what that means, right? When I say David, it's like putting the Christmas music on. Oh, David, I can't wait, right? Let's see what the angel says. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. I don't know if he sounded like that, but he probably sang it. Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at his singing. No, no, no. She was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Jesus came gift-wrapped in grace. Here's the announcement of this baby, right? His name is Jesus, and he comes gift-wrapped in grace. Look what he says to her. The angel says to her, he says, Oh favored one. How many of you guys, like on your Instagram, your nickname is favored one? Anybody? Like. Right? Hey, my name is Sam, a.k.a. favored one. Like, he calls her favored one. And then look at this. It goes down two lines, and he says to her, The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Who knows what favor means? What does favor mean? No, 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 no. I don't mean, hey, Jake, can you do me a favor? That's not what I mean by favor here. This is a different type of favor. Do you know what favor means? It's yours, seriously. That's favor. What did she do to deserve that gift right there? Nothing. Nothing. She just sat there. (laughs) That's favor. Favor is a gift of grace. Favor, it's literally the same word in the Bible for grace. A gift of grace, a gift of goodwill, a gift of kindness. Mary, oh favored one. Mary, you have been given free grace from God, you can open it, by the way, when you get a chance, that's up to you, it's not a prop, you're like, I don't really believe you, no, it's favor, favor, right, Mary, she's receiving God's grace, He's he's freely showing her kindness, he's with her, he's about to change her life, why, what did she do to deserve it, nothing, God, he comes with grace, right, Guys, this is what God is like. Uh, a, there's so many views of God. I think a few of you actually, Gabriella uh, uh, Cowley girl, she sent me videos, uh, Kayla Huckins. They've sent me videos. They went around school. I said this in a sermon. You did it too. They, they, they took their phone. They went around school and they said, hey, I'm doing a project for youth group. Can you help me? And, uh, and they're like, sure. And he goes, I'm gonna video you. When I say God, what do you think of? And it was super cool, man. They went around and people were like, well, God is love or God is judging, or, or God is like, you know, the ruler, and God is, and it was so cool to hear so many different views of what God is, but in this text, look what we see. God, this scene here, he's a gracious God. God gives gifts that we don't deserve. The very first Christmas comes gift-wrapped in grace, and so we have to look at that. Here's Mary, because we look at it, and we go, all right, where's the wise man? Can you just get to the frank incense and myrrh and whatever, and we can like, you know, whatever. It's like, look what happens here. He comes, and he calls her favored one. You've received grace. Mary is receiving grace here at the first Christmas, but that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. The, the bigger picture is that Christmas in general, Jesus is coming for everyone, is Grace. It was only the beginning. And so when you think of Christmas, here's what I want us to do this year. When you think of Christmas, let it be a reminder to you that God is gracious. When you see the presents under the tree, or maybe you don't wrap that, maybe you don't open it until December 25th, right? Or Christmas Eve, depending on your tradition. But when you see the gifts, when you think of Christmas, let it be a reminder of what Christmas is really about. And it's this act of God's grace. Friends, we're recipients of God's grace. Listen, like, imagine you need a gift, or imagine you need something that you're in no position to ask for. You need something, right? Like, so let's say you need a ride from your mom, but you know that you just screamed at her 10 minutes earlier, and you're in no position to ask for such a gift. I see a lot of you guys making funny faces. Too soon? Too soon? Sorry. You're like, (laughs) who called you? Your mom called me. Uh, She said you're... Free, you're free to go. No, no, but like, that, that's, what, that's what this thing, here, oh, favored one, he comes. There's grace being brought, and we're all in need of something that we're in no position to ask for. Friends, I love you, but none of you are perfect. I'm not perfect. right? We don't deserve to be with God. We're we in no position to ask for that, but that's exactly what Jesus', is, Jesus coming signifies. It's his free gift. He's coming to the world to give us the very thing we need, but that we were no position to ask for. Jesus came gift wrapped in grace. And let's look at the last few verses here. <clears throat> let's look at the last few verses, because there's more about this baby boy, right? So this baby, he comes gift wrapped in grace. Mary, just like just like Athlete here, has received a free gift of grace. It's called favor. But then there's more. Last two verses. Check this out. Verse thirty-two. He will, be a, he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Guys, remember David? Remember we talked about like the promise to David about David? This baby is the king that they've been waiting for. This is it. This is this baby is the king that they've been waiting for. Remember the three things. We read in 2 Samuel God said, I will call him my son. He will sit on David's throne, and his rule will be forever. Got that? My son, David's throne, forever. Boom. And what does he say here? Look what the angel says. He will be great, and he will be called the son of the most high. Who's the most high? God. He'll be son of God. Sound familiar? he will have the throne of David, sound familiar? And he will reign over the house of Jacob for how long? Forever, boom, this is it. Match it up, right? We don't need to be Sherlock. This baby is the king that they've been waiting for. So here it is, Christmas is this gift, right? This baby to this world is a gift. It comes gift wrapped in grace, and just like we said at the beginning, if you don't get the gift, you miss the import, you miss the significance of the gift. And so here's this baby, right? All over the world, people right now, they have nativity scenes set up in their living room, outside of their buildings, they're watching Christmas shows, and everyone in the world, I get everyone in the world, is looking at this very scene that we're reading, the nativity, shepherds on the staff, right? The, the, the wise men, the gifts, everyone is looking at this gift. But do they get the gift? If you don't get the gift, you miss the significance. And so the whole world is looking right now. They're looking at baby Jesus. They see all of this. But if they don't get the gift, it means nothing. Do you get it? When you look at the baby, when you look at this gift, you go, ah, that's kind of cute, I guess. That's traditional. We can sing songs and I don't really get it. Like When you see baby Jesus, do you get it? Do you get the gift? Because what the narrator is telling us here, this baby, he's the king. The whole world sees it, but they don't get it. I want you guys to get it. This baby is the king that they've been waiting for. Jesus, he he was born this baby, right? And the readers would have understood, wow, this is the king. Wait, he's from the throne of David. And so Jesus, he's born. He grows up. And he, let me say it this way without being crude, he's the man, right? Like people see Jesus and they wanna make him a king. Rightly so, right? wouldn't you? I mean like, why wouldn't you make him the king? Why wouldn't you make him the king? He, throne of David, son of God, forever. We got the green light, let's make him the king. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm not gonna take your crown of gold. And instead Jesus, he comes and he takes a crown of thorns and he walks willingly to the cross. Think about this, guys. It's not history. Like, Just just think about it. He walks to the cross, and they put him on the cross, and as he's bleeding out, everybody is looking at him going, I thought he was the king. I guess I don't get it. I thought that I got the gift. I thought 33 years ago when the gift came, gift wrapped in grace, I thought I got it, but I must have missed it because This king is wearing the wrong crown right now. And he dies. And if the story ended there, it would be a bummer. But three days later, he rises from the dead. He shows himself to his disciples. This is truth. We believe this here. This is reality. He shows himself to his disciples. And after he teaches them, he ascends into heaven. And guess what happens when he arrives in heaven? The son of David, the son of God, sits on the throne, and right now he's ruling there forever. Let me prove it to you. Look at at these verses here. Mark chapter 16. It says it, right? I'm not making this up. The Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. There he is. He's sitting on the throne. Look at the very, very last book of the Bible, second to last chapter, Revelation 21. And I heard a loud voice from the throne. Someone on the throne is speaking, and look what he says. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I'm making all things new. He who is seated on the throne. Jesus is seated on, the thr- uh, seated on the throne right now. He's the king. And so it's simply this, guys. This is the big idea today. It's this. It's, it's simple. Get the gift. Get it. Not, not, not go get, no, get the gift. When you guys are looking at the Christmas scene, and the, and the band, you guys can come up. When you're looking at the Christmas scene this year, and you see the baby, the gift of God, the gracious, gift-wrapped grace of God, get the gift. Remember what it's about. Remember that this baby is actually a king. Do you guys get it? Do you get the gift? Good. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing uh, uh, one final song. And what I want you to do is... Um, Everybody grab this. You'll have these on your chair. We're going to go into breakout groups, all right? And so you guys can go out this hallway, go to your breakout groups with your youth staff leaders, and, uh, and just talk about this. Talk about what you can do to keep Christ the center of your Christmas. Talk about getting the gift and, uh, and a lot more, okay? So we'll, we'll go here. But stand with me. Yeah, let me pray for you guys, and, um, and then we'll respond here. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for, for the gift of Jesus, God. Lord, I admit, Lord, I'll be the first one to admit, Lord, that a lot of times I go through the motions at Christmas and, and I sing the songs and I see the scenes and, and I see the presents and, and, Lord, I see the dollar signs that add up and, God, I, I can lose sight so easily, Lord. But, Father, like we talked about today, if I don't get the gift, all of its significance will be lost on me. God, I don't want to be like the little boy who throws his prize to the side and is playing with the, rock, the, the wrapping paper in the box. Help me to get it, Lord. Help me to understand what it means to have Jesus come into this world. And I pray that my response, I pray that the result of me getting it would just be a life that worships you, God. I pray in the way that we interact with each other, in the way that we talk to you privately, in the way that we uh, interact with our families, everything would be the result of knowing you, of getting the gift. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for this Christmas, God. Thank you for this holiday and this reminder of your gracious gift to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.